0: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Chorus Project podcast. I'm Tom, Artistic Director of Upstart Theatre in London, and I'll be a host as we speak to artists, activists, changemakers, and citizens across Europe. First of all, I wanted to say thanks so much to everyone who's listened and shared the podcast so far. It means so much to have you listening in. And if you're new to the podcast, then welcome. It's great to have you with us, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. So, uh, this podcast is part of the Chorus Project, an international theatre project inspired by the Oresteia, which is the only surviving trilogy of tragedies from ancient Greece. It's a collaboration between Patos Theater in Munich, the Muckitzer Youth Cultural Center in Skopje, Upstart Theatre in London and Birmingham, and Theater am Lend in Graz. And for this episode, I sat down with the uh, playwright and director, Christian Winkler, who's directing and writing the Austrian part of the project. I had a great time talking to Christian about his work, his vision for the show, and loads more. So we're going to jump right in with this conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Christian, yeah. uh, do you want to um, maybe start us off by just uh, talking a little bit about how you came to be involved in the chorus project? Yes, um,
1: I so I work as a director and as a as a playwright. Um, I work as a director and under the pseudonym uh, Franz von Strolchen. This is actually my my name as a director, and and I also write plays as Christian Winkler, which is the the playwrights, or my real name, <laughs> um, and I—I I, I think I've—I've I've worked for the past 15, 12, 15 years in theatre uh, in various contexts. I started quite, quite, um, um, quite traditionally working in national theatres um, after having studied here in, in London, actually at mm-hmm. Goldsmith and uh, having had my free kind of company and independent company. And and then I, after, I think last year we met in, I did a project in Munich uh, with my company, which is also called Franz von Strolchen. And with this company, we did a co-production between the Pathos Theatre in Munich and uh, the Theater am Land in Graz, and also with the Hamburg Theatre. Um, it was a co-production and for this production um, I, met, uh, I met Angelica from, from the Pathos Theatre and uh, we started talking about things and, and also because I, I, I've been working in Macedonia as a director as well at the National Theatre there, uh, I, I worked with Ibiza who is now the partner here as a director In my project, I've worked with him so far in three projects, he was always the actor Mm. in the projects. Now he's directing, but he's also directing movies and stuff and has got his own band and everything. So, So I kind of brought, not brought people together, but I recommended him and his
0: company to angelica and so that's how it came came together yeah, basically, yeah. I, i'm really enjoying the kind of uh people because people keep asking me so how, how did you come to work with all these people and uh, and then you have this whole thing of like well i met these guys on facebook like four years ago yeah, and yeah. then we did this show together and then yeah and then we met these other guys and we just thought hey what the hell let's uh, <laughs> yes l- let's uh, do this thing. it's
1: it's it's not it's really like co- it's a bit of a coincidence yeah and that's, and that's what's interesting i think that's that's always the best kind of uh, connections I think it's not mm. planned it's not it's quite organically grown somehow and you know people and you recommend people and you say we work together and you meet and then and I think the, the two of us we met I think four years it f- was it four years ago it was wasn't it yeah. I think in, in Munich when we talked about it first yeah. um, and so I think from there on we kind of it kind of evolved and now it's this kind of group of people who are kind of fixed, and we meet. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: we we have these meetings where we drink a lot of coffee <laughs> and and replays yeah. in many languages. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, it's,
1: it's great. I I, li- I like working like that because it's it's always this kind of uh, intercultural uh, con- connections which are which interest me actually most mm. in my work as well. It's I work. Mainly with uh, with international casts, with international uh, crew and everything, so it's always people from different countries coming together, mm. working on one thing, but with
0: their individual backgrounds. Yeah. So, what is it about uh, the Oristea in particular and and the chorus project that speaks to you the most? What do you feel animated by in, mm-hmm. in this
1: project? Um, I think. Um I, I, I've, lately, I've become more and more interested in the in in some in, in cultural identity and in especially in a European cultural identity. And I feel like that uh, something like the Aristae is not, not not only in terms of content but on, also in terms of um, of the history of a, a culture. So basically, Greek Greek and ancient Greek um, plays and dramas that kind of shaped the way we are today, or we are seeing culture today, the way we perceive um, movies, for example. Mm. I think that comes from a long history of, 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 of dramatists and about ways of thinking, philosophers, and then that dates back, like, almost two and a half thousand years. Yeah. And so I think that's that's kind of the, the cradle of, uh, of of the culture of European identity and European culture. So I think from that point of view, I find it a very interesting uh, piece of work, uh, but also in terms of where, where this European identity is going in the future, yeah. and especially lately. I mean, coming from Austria, um, there is a, a, a really immense... Uh, right-wing um, mm-hmm. tendency at the moment uh, and if you look to, to, to Britain obviously yeah. it's similar for different reasons but mm. but similar kind of atmospheres uh, uh, coming out of of, of various um, reasons I think it's not be- just because of uh, migration or so it's it's about it's it, it, it's I, I feel like it stems it, it comes from a far deeper background which is Obviously, the the capitalist, capitalistic um, ideas and 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 movements of the past hundred years almost mm. um, now starting to 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 have its have its effects. But also combined with that, uh, colonialism, which is in Britain obviously also a big <laughs> big yeah. topic, but not 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 enough talked about topics yet, I think. Mm-hmm. And all these things now start changing, and we we somehow. Came to a point where it's almost like a, everything could happen from now on again. Do You know what I mean? Tell uh, me more about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think yeah. it's, it's we are almost like on a crossroads. You know? Right. So yeah, yeah. that it's it, we could understand. go, we could go all in the wrong direction, mm. or we might be able to to change everything around now. Yeah. now. And yeah. I think we have to do it now. Yeah. Uh, in the next. Few years, I think. Mm. Uh, so it's a very short short-term plan that we need. Yeah, <laughs> I think. because yeah. the long-term plan is is ob- obviously has gone wrong. I think somehow, uh, and and if you look at uh, the way the European Union is has shaped in the past past 40, 50 years, I think it's it was a really great idea, and I, I love the idea, and still love the idea, and I still believe in the idea very much. But I think there, there were some some mistakes were made, I think, and some wrong turns have been taken. Um, and from that point of view, I think we need, somehow, we need to turn the ship around somehow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I don't really know which direction it should go, but I have to, as it's just an, I, sometimes as an artist, you always have the feeling of something in the air mm. and you feel like there's something going on. And, and I have the feeling it's not all bad. Yeah, I don't think it's all bad. I don't think it's it's not gonna it's not gonna completely turn. I hope not at least. It's not gonna completely turn into a kind of post apocalyptic scenario of of war or mm. or or hunger and diseases or something like that, because there are people who kind of <laughs> anticipate that as well. Yeah. but I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna. I think it's there is still a chance to to take to take it and and. Move it to somewhere else.
0: Do you want to tell us a bit about what your current plans are? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe as the as the playwright, so as Christian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we are doing the uh, the fourth part, which doesn't exist. So it's uh, we we know of three parts of the Oresteia, and we know there's been there was a, a fourth part, and out of tradition, we know that there must have been as the satire play. Um, but it's not. I, I I did a lot of not a lot, but I did a re- research and I researched it for a while and tried to find even pieces, or I tried to find maybe that somebody has uh, some at one point found some hints of what the fourth part could have been. Mm. Um, I didn't find anything. There is satire plays by other other um, uh, Greek plays, but for this one, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and and the idea was to what I liked about the idea as a playwright obviously is that there is a there is a, a play that has been written but but it's not the text is not there anymore. Mm. So me as a playwright I can now rewrite or write this play from, from from the start. Yeah. But at the same time with the history and with the tradition of this setup place in mm-hmm. mind. Um, and so that's that's that was the, the starting point. So to how to how can you reconstruct something that everybody knows it was there mm. and it existed once, but nobody really knows what it what it was, right. and nobody can be sure. So we, we assume it would it, it followed this structure of all the other satire plays. It followed this had the same function as all these other satire plays, mm. and we assume and all the all the all the scientists around it they are they they are have the same they have they have the same opinion that it should be like that, but actually nobody knows that it could have been very very different yeah. and it just let's let's just think about it it probably was not but 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 maybe it was a really crazy setup play that nobody could anticipate or could couldn't could, could know about how crazy it was or how absurd or how how, how 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 it was breaking with the traditions maybe right yeah yeah and if you think about that it's quite it's a quite open playing field i think which is really interesting mm for a playwright yeah. especially oh, yeah. um, so you, you can reinvent something that's that everybody knows that's so everybody has a kind of a, um, a, a anticip, anticipation or anticipates something of this text but you can break this anticipation because you can say what 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 if what, what if it was completely different mm. and 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 so I started to think about um reconstruction processes and in art for example reconstruction is a very usual thing so if you think about paintings or mm-hmm. so it's very u- common to 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 kind of reconstruct paintings that are that are kind of faded away or that that the parts are are kind of have been destroyed that it's a very common thing to that a paint nowadays comes up and and very meticulously, um Paints parts of it mm. and tries to reconstruct the painting. Yeah. Also, with languages, we do the same. We, we, re- we try to reconstruct languages which have been lost mm. and we try to come up with, we try to follow certain systems that we know of and we reconstruct a language that has been dead for maybe a thousand years or so. Yeah. Um, the same thing with um, with architecture. So we, we, we reconstruct buildings. I think the most A current uh, um, example would be Notre Dame, for example. It's just burned down, Uh, the the roofs burned down, so um, parts of the art has been lost. And there is obviously a very emotional um, connection to this building, Mm. especially in France, obviously. And so they're trying immediately, I think, all of the hours later, they were announcing we're going to rebuild it, reconstruct it. And so I was asking the question if you reconstruct something that's been there forever, at least from from the Emotional feeling forever. Mm. Um, if you reconstruct something, how do you reconstruct it? Do you reconstruct it as it was, or is it as it is it exactly as it was on pictures, for example? And with Notre Dame, it's quite easy to reconstruct it completely as it was. Mm. Or do you reconstruct it with the with the with the fire in this case, or with the with the accident in mind? Mm. So do you make do you do you make a mark somewhere and say? Uh, here was the fire, and we reconstructed it from here on, mm. with the with the idea in mind that we know there was a fire, or do we do we erase erase the fire to yeah. totally so it never happened basically, mm. and what I'm interested in is in a, in a cultural practice that 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 makes the marks visible, mm. and also I think in this in the in the that's, that also goes for the satire play to make as, as we talked earlier to. to to, to say, okay, this is a, a cultural heritage almost, mm. but we have to reconstruct it. How do we reconstruct it with us nowadays in mind? Yeah. I think that's the that's the conclusion I came up with somehow. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> so that's the that's the the background basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and the form of the play at the moment stands as, as follows: that it's a that we we try to work with with reconstructing from memory basically Mm. um and and with that we also gonna work with um older people elderly people who 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 are more kind of who have this it's not a problem but have this state of trying to remember the past a little bit more than young people i mean obviously if you're 30 you still you also try to remember when you were ten or so and it, the sure. way you reconstruct your past is probably um, a fictional construction mm. somehow always or it's been it's, it's something that your parents told you about yourself and that's why your memory starts thinking it was like that but it was actually completely different yeah. and and i think also with old people that you have always these discussions of do you remember this that day when we were there and there and we we went together and had coffee in this bar? And then the other person says, "No, it was not that. we never we never did that. Actually, you must remember it wrong." <laughs> and and I think this this reconstruction process from memory is quite interesting. Um, and and also if you think it of a of a, on a on a greater scale, which also I'm interested in, again coming from Austria and and having this. Um, background with the Second World War with the Holocaust and I think the problem here in Austria is and is it is the the Holocaust is a big um, neglect somehow right <laughs> so it's a it's they they kind of try Austrian society has somehow managed to 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 drive to go around the problem of of that historical past mm. and and un, un, unlike unlike Germany where this the Holocaust has been discussed a lot in schools and in, in, in forums and and in in, in politics even. Yeah. Uh, Austria somehow has, has steered away from that, mm. very strangely, I think. Um, even to the point, for example, there just last year was announced with the not with, with the right govern uh, with, with the next with the yeah with the with the last with, with the last government or with this government, the right wing government, um, they they kind of cancelled all remembrance remembering services uh-huh. uh, to the Holocaust. Right. It's a very small thing. It's not. It's it, maybe maybe there were let's say 50 people. Uh, applying for remembering service, like I did, for example, mm. when I when I was when I was 18. Um, so they don't send any any young people anymore to Holocaust um, um, museums, right. for example, not to not to Poland, for example, to Germany, to yeah. to, to to the Holocaust uh, center in, in New York, for example. Mm. There were always people going there, but they they have been sent by the Austrian government. Right in order to remember something and be there as a remembrance mm, kind of mm. symbol almost. Yeah, yeah. So people came from abroad and you were there and you told people from Canada, maybe even people who had been um, uh, victims of the Holocaust, um, who were survivors. Yeah. Um. They uh, They came there and you said, oh, I'm here for... For remembering the past, and I, make, I want to make sure that I go back to and talk, tell my generation that something like that never mm, happens again. Mm. And I think it's a really horrible uh, situation that, a, that a, a government just silently erases this kind of service, which is, admittedly, a very small thing, but it's a very important political thing, I think. Yeah. And if you think about that, about how membrane, how 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 a, how a government shapes the national. A collective memory of a, of a whole nation basically, yeah. then I think this project or this uh, satire play goes in this direction to how, how do you actually make a collective memory? How mm-hmm. do you recreate something from memory? And what do you leave out and what do you put in? Yeah. So that's, I think this, these are all these meta levels I'm yeah, really interested it, it's, in. Yeah, it's kind
0: of sitting there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is there a shape
0: that, that, your, that your company, that your characters, that your play is trying to rebuild is there like a, the Platonic ideal that they're reaching for in this in this show? Do you think, or is it more that the act of the act of recreation, the act of restoration, is what the what the show is about for you?
1: I, I think it's it's about the the the, the decision making process, Right. the the, 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 the decision making process that goes that comes from the audience in the end, uh-huh. that will come from the audience. So how do a group of people, like let's say a hundred how hundred audience members? Mm. How do they? Um, how do they come to a, a conclusion? Or how do they? How do? How do they create a collective memory? Mm. And how? And by by democratic uh, principles, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's what, I, when I come back to the, the example of Austria and Holocaust, that's the same thing, because we vote for a party that uh, eliminates uh, the memory of something, for yeah. example, or, the, or, the, or the, the, the possibility to remember something. Mm. Um, and and that's the same thing. So a group of people democratically uh, chooses to make a collective memory. Yeah. And I think the interesting part is, the form will be that the people have to um, to make choices how to what they think the satire play once was, yeah. so they have to make choices to say, "Okay, I think the first it started like this," mm. and they have a obviously they, they will get a, a list of choices or, or, or some 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 choices. It's not completely random, mm. but it, they but the, the way they interpret it, these choices that we give them um, is basically every time. Completely different. So, right. for, just for an example, maybe it's easier to, to go with examples. Is to to if you think about it, you have a number. You you your number is being called. You mm-hmm. are the voter basically. You you say okay. Um, there says that you get a you get a little um, a piece of paper where it says, um, please go on stage and um, and do something that you always wanted to do on a stage for <laughs> okay. example yeah. uh, and then this person can make a choice he, can, he or she can go on stage and do nothing just stand there for 5 minutes mm. or they, she can, she or she can destroy the stage she, she or she can make a, a monologue out of nothing you, you, whatever you know that that could be anything yeah. and then there maybe may, might be even more concrete choices like like take Take a chair and do do something with that chair, mm. so and uh, or or play a scene together with the actor on stage, yeah. or use the actor and and instruct him very briefly to do a scene, um, and I think because they're not professionals, the audience, I think the way they will they will be quite, quite sometimes quite chaotic. I think what's what's mm. gonna mm. be there on stage, but I think that's interesting because in, uh, as soon as it starts becoming chaotic, the other people in the audience will have a, 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 a meaning or will have a um, kind of, a, they, they will have in their heads there what they would have done instead. Yeah. In the, when, they, when If they had received this piece of paper with that instruction, what would they have done? Yeah. And I think just looking at something and, and always thinking I would have done it differently is the, for me, the core of democrat, democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <no. laughs> Looking at something and going, I would have done it differently. Exactly. As, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Because that's what politi- Because you look at you, you vote for politicians, uh-huh. and then you you let them do something, and then you always say, I would have done it differently. <laughs> and they're all politicians, or like football clubs. You know, mm. you, you you the 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 football fans are the better football or the not the better football players, but they are the players who would have would have known or not the players but the managers yeah. who would have known everything better you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time yeah. and so it's always easy and then I think you start realising how 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 common and how easy it is to look from the outside from this kind of very safe spot mm. and 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 look at democratic processes played out and always say I would have done it differently but then when it's your turn and you are on stage and you get this instruction on a piece of paper mm. then I think you will realise oh no it's actually much more difficult than it looked yeah. because when i was sitting outside i would i had thousands of ideas what I, what they have could have done in, originally mm. and, and interestingly but when i when it's my turn i'm i'm lost <laughs> Do you know what i mean and i think that's that's an interesting uh, democratic process for me mm. in its in its own and i think that's that's a, that's that's the form of the show somehow yeah together with obviously comments from the chorus commenting on memory reconstruction processes mm. and everything but the core of the show will always be this kind of trying to collectively reconstruct something yeah. that never existed or that that existed once but that we don't know of yeah yeah that yeah. we don't have any
0: um, any proof yeah archaeology but without a site to dig
1: exactly Arche- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but yeah. but even more archeologically where 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 we where we dig in our in in our creative minds,
0: huh. not even yeah. on the site yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: cool, um I was going to ask, and I think you've kind of answered it already, um, but what does democracy mean to you? How would you define democracy
1: yeah, so i think I, I don't know what it what it is for me, it is something that that is something has to do with identity for me again, so it's it's when i get when I know there is a uh, I there's a there's a, an election for example, then I try to make sure to get even if I live abroad for example, and I have to vote in Austria for example because mm. I'm an Austrian citizen. Yeah. I try to get the, the the letter the letter voting systems and, and so I get to try to that I can vote with letters, mm. and I try to um, and just for for pure identity sake, I I try to order these things much in advance and try to to make sure that it is my duty to right. to do to, to to conform to my duty basically and I think that's um that that has to, for me it has to do with identity because I think this is my responsibility and I I want to do it I want to use the chance to be part of this process uh, but also I because I think it's 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 part of the a cultural identity I think that I I don't want to lose or I don't, I don't want I want to keep up somehow and yeah. with this identity it's not just the voting systems it's all everything else it's languages it's 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 food it's 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 all, all about culture so it's a part of of our culture i think
0: so uh, politics or democratic politics it almost becomes like a a cultural activity yes it's a, it's a thing that we do as well as Yes, you know, we as watch as well. football matches and go to the theater exactly. and watch exactly. movies exactly. and listen to music, and, and we
1: should and, and we should do. And it's the same same the same thing. Like people always complain about ah the small butcher around the corner is destroyed by by chains or something like that. And we try to 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 rescue or to help them mm. and then to invest and go to the small chains and not small chains to so the small markets again and to, to keep them up and keep this culture up. Yeah. I think we also should keep the culture of going to elections up and and democracy up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah, the yeah. same thing. I think it's not. It's uh, not now it's become very kind of modern again to 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 go against some big uh, companies like go and buy your books at the local bookshop and mm. not at Amazon. You yeah. know what I mean? To in order to that we don't lose libraries or bookshops in our perception because it's not because it's because they need the money, because if we lose them, I think then when we walk through the streets and we don't see any bookshops anymore, then we don't know of books anymore. Yeah. And I think the same applies to to democracy basically. If we don't go to to vote and then if we don't keep that idea up, then I think we lose our sight of democratic democratic processes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that's 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 for me. That's a, it's a cultural practice, and mm. it's, it's something that we need need to do and keep up
0: somehow. Yeah. and it, it's something that we do as yes. citizens, as yes. electors, as voters, yes. and as just as humans. Like yes. we, we need to be taking responsibility for that, rather than you know the government grants us an election. Yes, yeah. and it doesn't matter. I mean,
1: and obviously we can also make the decisions to come up with a, a different system. We mm. have that some sort of freedom um, and we could come up with a um, a different system and um, and uh, even a more detailed or or kind of a more balanced version of, of of a system it maybe will always be called democracy if we do it together somehow yeah. and um but i mean there are there are ideas i mean there are also greek ideas of the of a um, of a society led by by for example by intellectuals mm. Uh, um or a society um that changes um on a like a that changes the politicians, that everybody has to be a politician at one mm. point in their life, for mm. example. Yeah? There are these ideas around, and some of them sound very tempting and very interesting some, somehow. I'm not sure about the intellectuals for uh, for politicians or for, for leaders. I'm not sure about this idea. But, I think but, it would be the worst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, but, but it I, could be this, it could I be I kind that, of, I But know. I kind of like <laughs> the idea of, uh, of of taking turns in in, in making decisions. And that's, that's what I... Mm. With, this, with the project, I think that's kind of that that idea yeah. that you are being put on the spot and say, okay, now it's your time to make a decision
0: yeah. and try to do it now. And I, I find it really interesting that what, what you're talking about in the, in the performance is that it's an individual's turn to make the decision. It doesn't yeah. sound like you're thinking, oh, there should be a deliberative moment where we all decide together what we're going to do. Yeah. It's very much, now you. now uh, you, it's your call. And, then it was an, and
1: yeah but I think, but I think it's informed, it's, uh, that's I don't know, I haven't done it yet, but it's an experiment. So. Yeah. But, I, but I think what, what's going to happen is that if you put somebody on the spot to do something mm. and you have 99 people in your back, I think that democratic processes start in these 99. Yeah, ninety-nine yeah, yeah. percent or ninety-nine people, because um, because they will start arguing with each other if that person who's on the on on, on the stage if he or she is doing the right thing, mm. and, and also they will I think. Um, start discussing if the person now is destroying something that somebody else previously had yeah, set up. Yeah, right, right. Do you know what I mean? I so if, if, I started, if, if I'm if i the first one to, to, to take number one and it's the first scene and I do something and I have something in mind, a direction in mind, mm. and then number two comes on and completely ignores my, my my vision yeah uh, then I would maybe start stand up, hey can you not do this because I try to do this, mm. you know? And then, then the second person says, but no, I don't want to do this. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have not different idea of this. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we have to start a discussion. Or maybe not just an open, not even an open discussion, maybe it will be will be a discussion just within the ranks of the audience, you know mm. what I mean? It's just between two or three people, and yeah. then just I would have done this, blah blah. blah. So, and that—that's. I think that's interesting for me. I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: I told you, I think a little bit when we were uh, a few months ago, when we were in here about yeah. this thing that I'm building, uh, the show that I'm making, which is about making choices uh, in what now is going to be in space. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, in space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's sort of all going to be set on Mars now, and like i in the. Uh, experiments that I've run on it so far. Some of the interesting, most interesting moments have been um, because it's all the, uh, like the, the building of that show is basically the the audience are making a choices about a story together. It's like one of those... Do you ever have these like the choose-your-own-adventure books when you were a kid? Yes,
1: yes, yeah. When, when, you, when you skip to this, uh, yeah. make this decision. I think also with Dices, I think you were running yeah, yeah, Dices yeah, 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 and yeah. then you were had to skip to page number 30 or... Exactly. And, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah.
0: Like, I used, I used to love that. And yeah, now yeah me too. There yeah. to, was yeah. like,
1: it was, a, it was a lot of, um, how do you call it? Um, fantasy stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with orcs and... Orcs and, uh, wizards, yeah, and yeah, yeah, wizards. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. so, so I'm trying to make this slightly less geeky and set yeah, it yeah. in there. Uh, <laughs> just set it on Mars, you know, casually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, like because it is all, a, it's, it's on a linear timeline. There is a fictional world that is built. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the most fun kind of happens when Someone's made decision number one, and then someone comes in and goes, "Actually, you know, I want to get rid of that, tear it all down, and start again." And then, when you're facilitating it, how much, how much you want that to happen, and how much, you know, because. In a way, I'm, tr- I'm trying to work on a linear st- an, on a linear story, so I don't really want them to go back and go, Oh yeah, but back in chapter one, this should have happened. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do really want them to go and then we did a policy U-turn and we went right back to the beginning. And I yeah, think yeah. that could
1: be really fun. But 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 didn't you find these, these when we go back to the books for example? Yeah, yeah. Did you didn't you didn't I found it always the process was much more interesting? Than the than the actual story that came out of it oh you know yeah. What I mean? yeah because I was always a bit it was not it never ended I had a feeling anyway because mm. it, at one point it came back to something else again and so yeah. because that's the that it's, it's, and I felt like the story itself that developed was never really really that great yeah because obviously how can it be because if you have Five choices, all of every five pages or so, and then you turn to something else. The dramaturgy of it will is never going to be so precise. So when you have one story, obviously, yeah. but I, I liked I always I, I liked these books as well as a kid because I liked the process and the yeah. and the excitement of choice. Yeah, and it, not, it almost yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean,
0: the, the thing that I mostly remember about those now, and I, I really need to you know go on eBay or something and see if I can get hold of some old ones. But yeah, the, th- yeah. the thing that I really remember is like most of the choices were, and you died. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and
1: like, I mean, it, was like an, it was like a game. That was game over. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. You had yeah, to yeah. Go, go back a few chapters or start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it
0: was sort of like, you can choice choose one, uh, choice one or choice two. Yeah, yeah. And choice one, you're alive. Choice two, you're dead. The, and there <laughs> was,
1: there was the same, you know the, the, there was also in computer games there was this uh, was it called adventure games?
0: Oh, yeah, like the text adventure games.
1: Yeah, text adventure games yeah, where yeah. you had to make also choices. I remember like mm. Monkey Island or mm, so, or yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones or something like that, where you had similar choices. And and there were and, and there were sometimes there were moments where you just died, where you make where you made a decision and then you the game was over and yeah. you just died. And you said, ah. Have to go back again, and hopefully had had saved this kind of state of the game where I, I could still make another decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but I like the idea that there is—is is there a, on Mars uh, this this kind of decision that you die? I don't know. It should be
0: Maybe. There was a previous interactive show that I made with um, with a friend that was performed here actually at Shoreditch Town Hall, and um, and that was all set during in a fictional crisis in the Cold War, mm-hmm. and in one of the kind of early conversations that we had, we kind of had, uh, and. It, so half the audience were set as, like, Americans and half mm-hmm. as Russians. And uh, we, we had this idea that it would be really cool if, like, there was, like, a... Um, you know, one of those, like, it's ten minutes to midnight, it's one minute to midnight, doomsday, uh, the doomsday mm-hmm. clock. Mm-hmm. And we had this idea that there was a doomsday clock and you could just... And the show would end and nuclear war would happen. And we thought that just wouldn't be very satisfying <laughs> if you were sort of half an hour in and you'd had a really great time. And it's like, it's the end of the show, guys. But I sort of feel like with this one... Yeah like I think it'd be quite cool if there are things that, that just go and now all the oxygen has spilled out of the habitation units, and uh, yeah. and everybody's tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's okay because we'll go back in time. Yes. <laughs> you know, but that know.
1: would be funny. I think I think yeah. if we, if it would be like twenty minutes into the show, mm. and that would have already happen after twenty minutes. Yeah. And then and then it, it feels like oh no, we have to go home all now because we paid <laughs> we paid, entr- we paid the pit for a ticket, and now it's only a twenty minute show. But it <laughs> could have been a one and a half or yeah. two hours we, show. we could have been here all night. <laughs> yeah. But no, we killed everybody.
0: <laughs> I, I I don't know. And yeah, like it's it's really interesting. To making that show alongside this because I feel like the you know it's about the pra- the practice of democracy yes. and, and in a way what we're what we're doing in in chorus for me feels like the the processes are very democratic and the, the thinking about it is democratic. But I don't know if the show that I end up directing at the end will will have the, those elements. But what's really nice is that what you're doing it feels like will have all those elements. And so that we're able to we we're talking a bit yesterday about like. Being a tree, and all of the the expressions of it being a different branch of the same tree i I th- I, think it, cool. I,
1: think, I think you said as well as I think as long as we we kind of stick with the with the topic and that we, we will do that because we'll we have texts so most of us have text that we have to stick to and we have to talk about, mm. and even if you if you choose to make a, a chamber play out of one of the or a soap opera out of one of the the, the, the texts yeah you will still kind of feel the underlying um and, and, and topics i think mm. uh, maybe not as as strong as you, they could be but uh, but it's still there i think so it doesn't really matter i think if you if you if you think about it the only thing i think we could talk about more in this in in this in the, in the meetings to come is if if we want the overall um um experience of the audience if they watch a marathon of mm. four uh, parts together if this overall um dramaturgy if we can work together on that because yeah. on every single show i think that's that's done i think that's 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 i i take it for granted that that this will be the underlying topic will be there i think yeah. but maybe if we can maybe we can rearrange the four parts or arrange the four parts in a way that there is some sort of logical yeah. um, kind of um dramaturgy within these four parts together? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be really interesting working it out. I mean, I, I, as, as you know, I kind of love the idea of the marathon performance. It mm. feels like quite... When we were having uh, sort of the very first initial conversations about it, it was sort mm. of part of the built-in logic of the project. But as we've started to develop everything, of course, you know, that's, it's becoming maybe less of, a, less of a kind of key priority... Yes but no, of course yeah. I mean like you know it's, it, it's going to be what it is but uh, we don't know yet so every, yeah.
1: everybody listening now it could be that <laughs> uh, <laughs> it could yeah. be that, that there's a marathon it could be not and maybe if there's not there's probably very Pragmatic practical reasons for it to <laughs> not be because I think everybody's liking the idea that there should be one, yeah. But maybe for artistic reasons or for mainly, I think, practical reasons, it might not be possible, yeah. But we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll still, still, still stick we'll see to, the, we get to it, yeah. We'll still try to stick to the plan at least uh, for as long as we can, yeah. yeah.
0: And then throw it out the window, do something else. Um, yeah. Christian, thanks so much for the chat, thank you, and um, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you, cheers. Thanks so much again to Christian for that conversation. Uh, We recorded this a little while ago back in April at the Chorus Project London meeting in Shoreditch Town Hall. Uh, And so it's really great to to come back to it and to hear some of those ideas again. The thing that's really struck me the most as I've been editing the episode has been this idea that he has of democracy as a, a process that we take part in, as a cultural activity. As something that we do, not just as a social or a political responsibility, but as as part of who we are. So, voting, for example, becomes a, a form of self-expression and a way of demonstrating that you're part of a larger community, and that for me that ties into Christian's idea for the satire play as well uh, there's a sense in the way that he talks about it that the the making of the show is something that's done together collectively between the performers and the audience so from my point of view as a, as a director it feels like a an act of really radical trust a, a giving up of the kind of presumed authority of the the playwright and the director Uh, which is really exciting and kind of quite scary in some ways. Um, Even like I make a lot of interactive theatre work, but I I feel like he's really kind of opening up the stage for the audience. Um, And I think it's also, it's really demanding, really challenging to the audience because not only because they can't just sit in the theatre and let it all wash over them, But more than that, beyond that, from what Christian is saying, the idea is that the audience aren't given any kind of character or mask or or role. Instead, they're asked to give something of themselves which is kind of scary, I think, even if it's just for a few moments, but but really, really exciting and liberating for, for audiences and for the professional artists who will be on stage with them alike. I, I really can't wait to see it. I'm really looking forward to this one. So uh, we talked at the end of uh, the conversation about this new interactive show that I'm making, which is set on Mars. Um, It's called Republic now, Uh, uh, Republic. And uh, if you like the sound of it and you're near London, we're running the first public playtest of Republic at Draft's Board Game Cafe near Waterloo Station on Tuesday the 24th of September. It would be amazing to have you along. Uh, There are details on the Upstart Theatre website, which is www.upstart-theatre.co.uk. And that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening in and see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Chorus Project podcast. The podcast is presented and produced by me, Tom Mansfield, for Upstart Theatre as part of The Chorus Project. The Chorus Project is part-funded by the Creative Europe Programme of the European Union and it's supported in the UK by the Unity Theatre Trust. In the UK, Upstart Theatre is presenting our show Beneath the City as part of The Chorus Project in January 2020. We'll be at Birmingham Rep Theatre from the 16th to the 18th of January and tickets are available online now. You can find out more at www.upstart-theatre.co.uk. Thanks. Bye-bye.